Hey everyone, welcome back to another recap podcast from SNX Weave, where we give quick weekly recaps of news and important updates from the previous week from the Spartan Council and core contributors, as well as discuss what the Grants Council and Ambassadors are up to, so let's get started. SIP 249 was implemented last week. This SIP created a BNB perp market on optimism. Caleb is confident that this will be a good feed, which should allow for relatively low fees. The SIPs for a futures market for the debt ratio, XMR, and Doge on Optimism have also been implemented. The team is now just waiting for SCCP 222 to pass and unpause BNB, Doge, and debt ratio. This is expected to happen this week. XMR, however, was a more contentious addition to these PERP proposals, with Caleb explaining that the withdrawals between exchanges for XMR is unusual due to different policies on different exchanges. As for the OP PERP SIP, the team is waiting for a bit of latency improvement before I'm pausing it. Debt migration is still a high priority right now, with Kane adding it's a hard dependency to get to the point where V2X can be shut down. Ali said they will be allocating additional resources to it after the direct integration work is done. SIP 252, which will update the SNX liquidation functionality to allow SNX escrow entries, is finished with its audit and is currently being staged for the next release. This SIP should be on testnet next week, and we should get an update on the expected mainnet release soon. There were also several SIP presentations last week, so let's briefly review them. The first was SIP 307, which was a representation of the router proxy architecture SIP. This SIP was presented by Ale and proposes the base architecture for the Synthetics v3 system, as well as all v3 related systems such as governance instances. This new architecture minimizes complexity during releases, provides a novel way of overcoming the EVM's smart contract size limits, and makes system upgrades very explicit to the community. It's essentially a diamond proxy. V2X uses the call function, and this new proposed architecture in V3 would use delegate call. Delegate call has some risks associated with it, such as the possibility of storage collisions, which can be mitigated with proper tooling. The next big consideration with proxies is where to put the upgradability code, with the options being in the proxy or in the implementation. The decision was made to put them in the implementation, making them universal proxies, which makes them very cheap and gas efficient. Ali also reviewed some of the updates in this new architecture. He said the router allows multiple implementations to exist behind the same proxy, which means the entire Synthetics v3 system can exist behind a single proxy and bypass any smart contract size limitations. It also allows for intermodule communication without calls, which is another gas cost reduction. He also highlighted that significant effort was put into easing the developer experience. The next presentations were SIP 302 and 303 for pools and markets in V3. Hafif presented these SIPs simultaneously because they describe the staking process together. The goal of V3 product design is to take what V2X does and make it more flexible and permissionless. He presented SIP 303 first for markets. V3 proposes that products and offerings be broken up into several different markets rather than a single blended debt pool. Theoretically, this allows stakers to pick individual markets that they want exposure to. Fief said a good way to think about markets is as autonomous contracts that are transacting with end users or other protocols and just passing the associated debt or credit to stakers. Caleb asked about the scaling features like wrappers, and Fief said those would likely be presented in separate SIPs. 
Next was SIP302 for pools. This SIP proposes the creation of pools in V3 of synthetics, which serve as an intermediary by accepting collateral from accounts and providing liquidity to markets. Fief said, working through the details of markets, it became clear that a lot of users may want a simpler experience similar to what is offered now where the Spartan Council manages the exposure of each product, which is where the idea of pools comes in. The analog in V2 would be that there is a Spartan Council pool and everyone stakes to it. V3 will start out this way as well, but eventually, when pool creation is permissionless, users will be able to decide their allocation to different pools. The next presentation was SIP 270 to add a Eurosynth on Optimism. Gunbuzz presented this SIP, which proposes adding a Eurosynth on Optimism with a 15 basis point fee. There's already a demonstrated use case for Euro on Optimism, so we should see a vote on this soon. Moving on, the next presentation was SIP 304 for liquidations in V3. This SIP proposes a mechanism for liquidations in V3 where liquidated positions have their collateral and debt distributed among other participants in their vault. If an entire vault is liquidated, all or part of its collateral is seized by the system and sold to repay it. This is similar to the current liquidation mechanism, but applied to the proposed permissionless pool model. Liquidations would be socialized among participants in individual pools, which silos risk. Terra asked if there's anything stopping a market actor from joining a pool just prior to liquidation to get discounted collateral. Now, Fief answered saying no, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because it would mean more liquidity being added to a market in crisis. And worst case, the implications are no worse than the prior liquidation dynamic. In Grants Council updates, the team is considering the parameters for a possible NFT mint whitelist and has met with the Universe team to hash out the details for this. Mike noted, however, that the performance of a whitelist mint could impact the performance of the main mint, which is something to consider. The plan is for these NFTs to be sold to generate more funds for the Grants Council. Next, the wrapper site is fully up and operational. And while capacity is already full, the UI can still be used to unwrap. Lastly, in other ongoing grants work, designer Jade has begun work on the design for the loans UI. The writer for the NFT lore is working with the team's feedback to update the different storylines. And Alexander created an ad to attract content creators to create videos and be paid retroactively. Go check it out on our blog post. In Ambassador Council updates, the team hosted another Spartan Space last week and had Lyra Finance on again. We got to hear from Mike, Nick, and Cody. Mike is the co-founder of Lyra along with Nick and has worked with Synthetics previously as a contract engineer. Nick had a background in equity options before making the jump to crypto. Cody leads growth and community initiatives at Lyra and previously worked with a number of traditional startups. As an overview, Lyra is an L2 native options protocol in AMM that allows users to buy and sell options with SUSD as collateral. Mike said the biggest reason they chose to build on synthetics was that they could delta hedge via synthetics to manage risk for liquidity providers. Nick added to this saying risk management is fundamental to any options design. As a result, they are able to offer the most complete options experience on chain. The ambassadors then asked what they learned from Lyra v1. On the trader side, they learned that not allowing users to partially collateralize options presented a significant UX challenge. And on the LP side, instant liquidity allows expirations to be listed as far as three months out on Avalon. Nick said V1 was a great product, but Avalon is just a much more complete offering. 
And he continued saying the lane for DeFi options is wide open and we have an opportunity to take a big share over the next few months. The ambassadors also asked the guests why Lyra changed the terminology from AMM to Market Maker Vault. And they said it was because LPs typically provide paired assets and have to manage liquidity while being exposed to price fluctuations in that pair. At Lyra, LPs just provide stable coins that are then traded on synthetics to collateralize option positions. As of now, Lyra's roadmap for the remainder of 2022 is looking packed. The BTC Vault just launched. And their big priority over the next few months is onboarding as many traders and integrators as possible. This is where the Grants Council comes in and they'll be focused on funding projects that will build the trader base. The more trading strategies being executed on top of Lyra, the better. But the broader goal is of course to build revenue and Lyra's brand as a DeFi options and liquidity venue. The call also included discussion regarding the OP distribution, the Lyra and DHedge partnership, and some fun questions about the Lyra team. So don't forget to catch the recording in case you missed it. And that's it for today's updates. Be sure to check out our weekly recap blog post, share this podcast link, and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear more about from SNX Weave. Thanks for listening.